Okay, this is Alzheimer's, What They Forget to Tell You, episode number eight. And Karen is here again to have a short discussion on the realities of the disease. So, And she said she's going to wing it this time. So this is again, of course, unscripted. <laughs> Hey, what is this? Number Episode number eight. Eight, yeah. And Karen is here again. Hello. <laughs> I love your introduction. Like, hello. That's it. All right. Okay, so. Um, okay, so. She said that we're going to just wing it today. We are. And so what they forget to tell you. Really interesting title, Karen. Um, what they forget to tell you is that when you have a loved one with Alzheimer's, your family is trying to reconnect. <sighs> what does that mean? It just stopped. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we're back. Yeah, we're back. Um, and I, it was my birthday yesterday, yes. so. 25? 20 plus. A little bit. Um, what they forget the to tell bye. you, <laughs> I was never good in math, social work. Mm -hmm. um, Alzheimer's, what they forget to tell you is that when you have a loved one with Alzheimer's, I found that you become disconnected with the rest of your family. And so being that yesterday was your birthday and Christmas is right around the corner, followed by New like. It's just, I know for me, everything is different, and my mom is, like, your mom's still here, but it's very different now. And I think that's something that uh, folks just don't understand. Oh, like, so how was it for my birthday yesterday with my current situation? Mm -hmm. You should probably put on your little... No, I'm not putting on... Okay, Karen bought me this birthday girl, but like it doesn't have belated birthday girl, so I'm not wearing it. But thank you this, <laughs> for the sentiments. Okay, um, well, it's a little bit it's it's double for me, as you are aware. Like, so my father's not here either. So uh, usually um, on my birthday, I would get a call, of course, at the crack of dawn. And then, you know, like, you're so irritated at the time, but now, like, I'm like, oh, I wish I had that call at the crack of dawn with the bad singing mm -hmm. of happy birthday, like, in a Trinidadian accent, <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's, like, the first, like, that's the sad part right away for me. Um, and then, of course, my mom pipes in, too, so, and then I know I'm not going to hear that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, as soon as I wake up, that's, I'm already kind of, like, you know, but, um... Yesterday was really good. It was nice and quiet, and um, I don't know. Yeah, holidays are tough, mm -hmm. needless to say. Now, I know that last week um, you posted a picture. Uh, remind me, I post lots of pictures. I know, but you know the picture I'm talking about? No. The picture where you looked. Oh, the sat. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. picture. Yeah, my mom So Karen, Karen posts lots of pictures, lots of selfies. I'm sure they know. Okay, the selfie queen. And uh, the other day she posted a picture that uh, stopped me in my tracks because I'd never seen um, that expression on Karen's face before. And it 
you're crying okay it just it broke my it broke my heart for her and I was so concerned um, and I told her that that photo she should use it in a future book because I think it really captures the hard times and how a loved one of someone with Alzheimer's feels from time to time I it just resonated with me so I don't know if you want to talk about that day and what led up to the photo? I think um, my mom has, my mom's uh, has suffered from seizures um, from Alzheimer's and that's the, I never even knew that that was part of it, but it makes sense because it's your brain and as things are shutting down, it suffice to say you probably will develop seizures. Um, and she has them and they're so traumatic for me. Um, and she had one that day, that morning, and I I froze. Um, I didn't rush to go to help her with the seizure. Well, she her caregiver was there, but like, and it it was almost like because I don't I when she has a seizure, I'm like, is this going to be the last one? So I think that day it just resonated that one day it could be that like it could be like she's, she has a seizure and then that's it and so that day it was really taxing for me mm -hmm. and I don't know sometimes like honestly you, you as you know you just sit there and you're like oh my god it, can I take any more of this like it, you know and I can't help her I can't help her you know I can't ask her what she's feeling um can I get anything for her? I, I, you can't communicate with her, so you just have to watch. And she's just getting weaker and weaker. And right now, she's just like skin and bone. And I'm just watching her mm -hmm. drift away. So it, it's it's sad. Absolutely. And you're not crying today, okay? No. Right. <laughs> you're banned from crying in this house. Oh gosh, but you know what? The tears are because Alzheimer's is painful and it's scary and you never know what's coming around the corner. You get used to your parent or grandparent or partner uh, being a certain way and you get comfortable in that and you think, oh gosh, okay, I can do this. And then they change and something else happens and then you have to find a new normal and it, it doesn't stay, it changes again and the changes are fast and furious and, and hard. And I was just telling Karen before she went live that my mom is starting to have, uh, like her, her hand is having spasms and as Karen mentioned that has to do with the brain and just not working as well. And so that's, you know, one of the things that happens as my mom moves on in her illness, but this has just been a new thing in the last week. And remind, like how long has your mom had? Three years. Three years, okay. Three years and she's advanced, but she um, has her social cues. And so if you've met her, uh, she's very polite and she was well raised. And um, she could probably fool you for a minute or two because yeah. she knows how to do the salutations oh, yeah. and to greet yeah. you. Um, and she smiles appropriately. 
and if you kind of hurry and you know hi nice to meet you and are gone you'd be stunned to know um, that she has severe Alzheimer's but the other you know there's other changes that are, are happening and it's definitely gonna get much harder than it is now that's the other thing too when my mom first developed um, yeah to the a person who does not know her like we were talking about that it's like the invisible disability right where you wouldn't know that she was ill because you right. don't really know her and yeah they're they're very I don't know if it's a just a because we established like we're, they're both West Indian I don't know if it's just because my mom's very stubborn mm -hmm. so she could she really could play it off mm -hmm. very very well at the very beginning oh absolutely but it doesn't last forever. No, no, not at all. So, anything else? Um, I just, uh, I guess in thinking about the holidays, I'm always struck with, uh, when I was younger, um, my parents, a lot of my cousins came over to my parents' home. Um, and since my mom's illness, you know, everyone has gotten older, um, and I noticed that they get less invites. Oh, yeah to um, family functions and that's really painful actually um, and why do you think that is um, I think because they don't want I, I don't because they don't want her there is what I think that's sad right and so then that a loss of a connection for my father with folks who don't have Alzheimer's maybe he'd like to socialize a little bit um, I think that that's um, it's a loss for me um, and then it's a loss for my kids who miss out on parts of their family and I think that that is really disappointing because my mom would have done moved mountains to support her family and to see folks not really checking in and siblings staying away um, it's very hurtful and what's because um, I've spoken to other caregivers, even the um, uh, caregivers from the young caregivers from too, much too young, mm -hmm. right? Cat and cat. Like, I go, it's easy because I, I won't forget your names because they're both the same. <laughs> so I call them cat squared, right? Um, but cat, they cat had squared. said that, yeah, one of like, you know, we have like, we have a little pet peeve things. Like when people ask, like, how's your mom? And it's like, um, well, and I, you know, sometimes I joke around, well, she's in Milan, you know, she's traveling, <laughs> like, you know, like, well, because, I don't know. Well, I ask you how well, your mom is. Well, uh, well, she's dying. But, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I hope she's comfortable when of, I'm asking. Yeah, she's comfortably dying. That's all I can that's hope That's the reality. For. I know, and that's all I can hope but for. But that's the truth. Yeah. Okay, right? Yeah, so they were saying, like, what are do you have any pet peeves? Well, I know for a fact too that is that would be mine. Yeah, but it is. It's it's very alienating. Yes. This disease doesn't just alienate the person that has the disease. It alienates the family members that are taking care of the disease, a uh, person. Yep. Right. And um, I find that as well. Like I, uh, you know, people, and then people, and I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive. But, you know, I've heard, I can't see her like that. Oh, yeah. Well, well, as if I can. Like, yeah, I can. I can see my mom like that. You know, like, it's, 
you know? How has it been with your family? Huh? Oh, um, <laughs> well, why not? Okay, right, we're doing that? Okay, um, well, my brother is separated from, like, by distance, right? Yes. So, unfortunately for me, my only, one and only sibling is not here. And at the very beginning, it was extremely challenging for me because he's, you know, especially with my dad passing, like, mm -hmm. he was my, he's my support, right? But um, the only good thing is, is that he was just a phone call away, and we shared a lot of, well, I'm sure I shared a lot of tears with him because he's, you know, he's a man, so, you know, he doesn't display that. But, um, yeah, uh, it's very, it was very taxing. Mm -hmm. um, I was estranged from my family at the very beginning, so it really was just me um, here to help. Yeah. How do you get past that? Oh gosh, what what happened? I, don't know. <laughs> I told you today was not a good day. Oh my god! No, wow. What was the, the question? I don't know. It's the holidays, and I'm just my you heart know. is like pumping. Like I'm sorry. If you make, you're not Oprah, you're not gonna make me cry on this. Okay, I'm telling <laughs> I you do. right now. That'd no, you're not. You're not. No, it's the holidays, and I guess I'm in this holiday mode. And how does it feel like to be alienated and isolated? Like, well, no, because I think that you, I don't know. You push through. I push through. I um. I how, do, how do you forgive? You do. You forgive and you, you move on. Okay. And it's you know it's not about it's about you. It's your conscience, right? Like it's. I feel like for me it's. I, it's a labor of love, anyways, right? It's my mom, so right. I don't care who you know. It's I'm. It's irrelevant what other people are it's doing. It's just so disappointing. But I tell you that all the time, Karen. It doesn't oh. matter. You have to concentrate <laughs> on your one person. Concentrate yeah. on yourself. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You'll all if. You'll always be disappointed if you are watching what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Just know what you're doing your best. Concentrate on that. Don't watch anything that anybody else is doing. That's what I do. Okay. My conscience is clear. Right? Yeah. I know my mom would do the same for me, and that's the connection. My connection is just directly with my mom. That's how I, that's what I do. Whew. See, thank goodness you wrote a book. I didn't have that in the book. I know, but you'll have it in the and next And I don't one. like the fact that you <laughs> are talking about it live without like, hey, this just in, Karen, we're going to talk about, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Thanks. I told you when you said. Wow. Is that bus? Am I under the bus, like, right now? No. Oh. No. <laughs> um, I know from last week, I remember someone posted a question, and I, they asked about what happens at nighttime, and I just thought that maybe, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I know on last week you spoke about palliative and um, end-of-life care, and maybe you can just elaborate on what the night is like, like what's the night like when the caregiver goes home, and what are the, you know, what are your expectations, or what it's like in the house? Okay, I had to go to, I had to do bereavement counseling when my mom was first uh, put in palliative care, which again is end of life, um, I did a proactive grieving. So knowing that the, the end is near, like two years later, right? Um, 
but anyways, I, I started panicking. So I did all this stuff um, right away. So I, I had I saw a, gr- a grievance counselor, and he had to real. I had at the at the time, I was I only I wouldn't go outside a grid. I called it my grid, mm-hmm. like the Brampton grid. So I would if somebody said, "Oh, let's go for dinner," let's go for dinner, Mississauga. Whoa, no, we're not going to miss. Oh, that's outside of the grid. I <laughs> I swear it was so weird. I was so conditioned, like no, not that's well. Um, no. So you lived at Bramley City Center, did you? Yeah, like, and then it was like times, like I was on a time, like okay, if I go there and if anything happens, I can get home. It was always like I was cognizant of I wouldn't go during traffic times. It was weird. It was, anyways, that's what I went through. So after going through grievance counseling, um, he spoke to me and it was true. My mother has a DNR, which is a do not resuscitate, meaning if my mom anything happens so like if my mom develops pneumonia right now she's not going to be given any antibiotics to save her so she will just die of pneumonia these are the realities if she goes into cardiac arrest there's no defibrillator she's just going to flatline and so wrapping my head around that there really is no emergency right like so whether i'm here i'm over there i'm wherever i am it will happen, it will happen, and mm-hmm. there's no life-saving things that are gonna happen. The paramedic, like, right now, the reality is, if my, well, when, not if, well, when my mom passes, um, I'm just calling the funeral home, and I've made arrangements, like, you know, paramedics aren't coming here. Right. Right, so, yeah. Okay, that probably helps with the person who asked the question about what happens in the night. What happens in the night is what happens in the night. At everyone you else's know? house, right? right? What do they say? What happens after eight? Like, what, what? I don't what know. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Like, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know what happens in the night, right? Right. We'll find out in the morning. <laughs> well, Listen, it was a question. I don't but know it's who true. asked it. But and it's like, you know, somebody told me, why don't you put, um, why don't you put a, a, a monitor on? No. Why? Like a baby monitor. Yeah. No. No, that would be too upsetting. Yeah. I would never be able to sleep. That's right. So, okay. That's another heavy thing. Thank you, Karen. Again. So maybe two for should, two. Maybe we should call it a post. Yeah, we should call it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, well. Can't we just end on something light? Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, something light. Black women saved America. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> anyways, okay. Thanks for watching. If you have any questions, um, email Karen. Yes. Lead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh gosh, here we go again. I don't know how to do this. Oh here. <laughs>